everyone. Welcome back to Red Devils Talk, brought to you by the Elite Football Show. My name is Hayda, as you obviously know. She watches every single week. And we are sitting here after Manchester United have lost 3-1 to PSG. I'm joined, as usual, by Paulie. How are you doing today, mate? How are you feeling after that result? Frustrated. Sad. Frustrated, though. Pro- yeah, frustrated is probably the best word. I know a lot of people are going to say that they're mad, but, like, I'm not mad. I'm just frustrated. Yeah, I think that's the guys get all your comments if you want to hear what you're thinking. I think a lot of people will want to talk about Fred's. We're going to talk about Fred first. Kieran, we'll talk about your favorite Martial later, but United didn't put away their chances. And you don't put your chances away at the highest level. And what did you tweet or what did you message in the group chat about the Istanbul game? Because I think you're absolutely spot on about that. Yeah, I'll use a bit cleaner language, but uh, yeah, that basically screwed us because I don't know that joke of a game. Like you win or even draw that game, you're true, and you didn't even have to worry about tonight. So, look, when a team lo- loses against the worst team in the li- in the group, you tend to not deserve to win the group. So, it's going to be really tough um, going to Leipzig next next week. But look, we beat them handily the first time. They're going to have to put out a good performance and and win next week. Yeah, absolutely. And Mark, I'm going to bring you in. You're usually Mr. Positive, but United, as always, make it difficult for themselves, as always, inconsistent. But I don't think Oli really got selection wrong today, to be honest with you. I think it was just that certain decisions, for example, taking Fred off has obviously cost United. And now we've got a really, really difficult away game where we've probably got to win, really. Yeah, it's going to be an uphill struggle now. We have um, shot ourselves in the foot, really. These, these things happen. I mean, Fred, uh, I, I disagree with what they said. Um, the commentators, you know, he's going to be in the limelight because of how he was with that first tackle. But I think he was still very unfortunate. He was fortunate to be on the pitch, but he was very unfortunate to, you know, he won the ball then. And, and I don't care whether you're in the limelight or not. If you win the ball, then I don't think that you should uh, make a rash decision potentially. But that's, you know, it's what it is. It's a disappointing, disappointing game. Yeah, disappointing game. absolutely. And Joe, you're here in the house as well, mate. Look, still on our hands, as Paulie said. Get a draw next week, we go. For, but this is not how it should have been. You know, United, we did the hard work, won the two games at the beginning, lose to Istanbul, the way we've done. Today, today was just just disappointing, mate. I don't, I don't know what to say. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, that's right. what you say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm having internet issues tonight, guys. So like, yeah, no. Um, to be fair, look, today's been a weird game. I thought first half, I thought United were poor. To be honest, I thought they were, they, they were, they were, they were, they were off it. I think that that sort of pivot, the double pivot against PSG, that's worked with McTominay and Fred, wasn't working. I don't know if it's because it didn't have a back three behind it or. Well, they weren't playing well either, were they, to be fair as well? That's the other forget formations. If you're not going to play well, it doesn't matter what's in front of you or what's behind you. I thought second half, to be fair, they played better. I think they played better, but I think, you know, you have to give credit to Tuchel. He changed it halfway through the half there, didn't he? He went to three at the back and it seemed to obviously help them in in whatever way. And and I do think that this is a better PSG side than what we played first time round. Obviously, they had Marquinhos back at, uh, back in at centre-back and that midfield was better as well with Verratti in there and Paredes. It's just a bit, you know, they had proper midfielders in there. If you remember their midfield against us in the first game was quite makeshift, wasn't it? I think, you know, plus Danilo who played in centre-mid, I think he'd only just joined when 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 we played them. So, you know, I think they were a lot more, they were a better side than they were first time round on paper and, and in performance. So you have to give credit for that. But yeah, something wasn't quite right with United today. And I, I can't put my, well, I can put my finger on it. There's probably too much, but you know, there's a lot of different things not right today, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to read out some of the comments, guys. Keep on getting them in. There's a lot of anger in the comments and I don't blame you. <laughs> Um, Sammy Senkan, thank you for your comment. Blame Oli for Fred. All you want, Martial or Cavani scored different result, good overall points. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that the missed chances we all said this, everyone has it. Everyone said over Twitter. If United, United will probably you know regret the missed chances, and we did. And they were bad missed chances. I mean, there's a few others here. Uh, M Choller. It was a bad call, obviously, but Fred was on the tightest rope. Can't leave it to the refs. I think that's spot on. Kieran, coming with you first regarding Fred. Now, I think Oli got selection pretty spot on. I was happy. I understood why he went with 
The double pivot of McTominay and Fred it was very clear. People calling for Van der Beek. United would have been more open. We saw the quality tonight, didn't we, of, of Mbappe, of Neymar. Whatever anyone says about PSG, and PSG have struggled this season, there's still a quality side you can turn anyone over. And I think people were forgetting that going to the game. I was seeing people say we're going to win 3-1. I was predicting a 1-1 draw. I think we underestimated them as a team. They got to Champions League last season. But looking at selection, I thought it was pretty spot on. But it was quite clear early on that Fred was struggling perhaps a little with it. And everyone's entitled to have a bad game. You know, Fred's played well this season, but he, he was having a bad game. That's when your manager needs to make that change at half time. He was getting caught up in the emotion of it. Parade has got in his head. And he should probably should have been sent off shooting for the headbutt. So that was a big mistake. And United paid for it, didn't they? Yeah, look, I think Fred had a had a weird game because I do think that out of him and McTominay, he was the one that was pressing a little bit more and putting pressure on PSG and actually allowing us at the start of the second half. He was kind of one of the reasons why we were kind of getting through pretty quick and why we had some of those chances. But look, it, at, towards the end of the first half, he lost his head. Like, he... Even the tackle, his first tackle, probably should have he could have been sent off for that as well because it was it was reckless. Um, obviously the headbutt. Look, if that's a Premier League game, he's sent off. I, I don't know. I still don't understand how a referee goes over to the monitor, looks at it, and thinks it's a yellow card. He looked at it for like less than three seconds. If he I, if he like even counts to five, Fred's off. <laughs> yeah, I I I wonder if it's the point of the game where he's at that he didn't want to alter the game and decided to just go for a yellow card. I think he was that, pissed at Paredes too. And I think he, and I think that's why he didn't get a yellow on the, on the next tackle. Yeah. I Look, I think, I think that's the reason why he was probably on. And then it comes to, I know there was a lot of debate whether Fred should have been taken off at half time. I think we all agreed that he probably should. And again, it goes down to that in-game adjustments we're all happy with the starting team because it should have been solid but again he probably should have been taken off if not a half time earlier on into the second half because there was a couple of other challenges that were in there that were close and look you'll we can see all the comments and stuff look fred won the ball on, on the tackle that he did get sent off for but he should have been sent off beforehand when you when you have that impression on the referee your next tackle that's 50 50 you're gonna get a yellow card it happens every single time how many times do we see players get red carded that a tackle that they made that they didn't get booked for it was worse than the tackle they've actually gotten red carded for fred should have been smarter but also ollie should have been smarter that he should have taken him off at a certain point in that game and especially he can't be going in and the tackle just as you concede because you've just completely decimated the team where we basically have to re kind of shape the whole team because of it and didn't really allow us to get back in the game. I think you have to give Thomas Tuchel a lot of credit tonight because anybody and their mother knew that we were going to go to McTominay and Fred in midfield. And we got what you expect from them in all their, in all their big games, PSG city last year, you know, Liverpool, they're, they're praised because, and they play well because we only ask them to do half a job. We ask them to defend and, and get the ball, you know, either to and let the fullbacks or the center backs progress it. And, and the part of the reason that we, you know, English people, British people love when people just run around and tackle hard, then they'd win the ball and they'd give it away. Like they, they do that all the time. It's so true. They, they, they do so that true. all the time. So the fact that they couldn't keep possession, like wasn't surprising, um, but Tuchel looked at this team and, you know, he watched the first game. He watched that back. He knew that we were going to go to that pair. So he came out with a strategy to combat that. And that was get in their head. He had his player, Neymar in particular, and Neymar's shithousery is up there with the best. I mean, it's a trait. It's a trait of his like Diego Costa is also really good at it. We hate him, but if he was in our team, like we'd love him. And, he his his goal was just wind up these two midfielders and get in their heads and throw them off their game. And he very much did. And, you know, Fred, he should have been sent off in, in that situation. McTominay was lucky that he didn't get a yellow card at the end of the first half because he committed three fouls on Neymar in, in, the, in the space of a minute. Like it, it, to the point that after the second one, the ref was already telling him, hey, calm down. And then 
two seconds later, he pulls Neymar down. Like, Paulie, the funny free. thing is, the whole of Twitter thing, oh, Tomney's got Neymar on strings. No, it was the other way right, around. It was the other way around. And I, I, someone tweeted that exact thing at me, and I retweeted it, and I said, it's the other way around. And people were like, oh, you just hate McTominay. And I was like, no, like, he's getting him off their game. And, and should Ali have taken off Fred? 100% yes. But you come, it comes down to, at a certain point, sometimes you can look at your team and go, who, who do we, you know, what, what Fred brings to the table maybe is what we needed. And maybe we don't have a like for like replacement. So Ollie goes to the dressing room, you know, maybe what Matic couldn't bring the energy that Fred brings. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I'm not defending it. I'm just trying to get inside of his head. And, and you look at him in the dressing room and say, look, Fred, we need you, but you got to calm down because you're walking a tightrope. And you say that to McTominay too. Like we need both of you. We need what you guys bring. And you challenge him to to get to get to go out there and show that like I belong to stay on the field. Like there's always a time where you need to, as a manager, you need to challenge your player like that. Was this the right game to do that? I don't know. I don't think so. The first 20 minutes of the second half, Fred and McTominay were miles better than they were in the first half. And that's why United were getting the better chances. But even when they were doing that, I was like, uh, you know, if, if, if that's what Ollie did so far, it's working, but I don't know if that's what he should have done today. And ultimately, you know, I, and I, I can tell you, I would be sitting, if Fred didn't get sent off, we might be sitting here praising Ollie for making that challenge to him and Fred answering the call, but I'd still be sitting here being like, I don't know if this, like, that was a huge risk to take in a game like this. And ultimately, you know, one side of the, the risk is Fred comes out and plays brilliantly and you win. And the other side is Fred gets sent off for a ticky tack foul. And yeah, like Kieran said, like, I didn't think it was a yellow card, but that was also like the fourth yellow card challenge he had. So you can't complain that he's off. Yeah, I think it was um, unfortunate, really. I think uh, what Joseph said there, it was lost by fine margins. Um, it, you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Unfortunately, it didn't work for us today. And Fred did get sent off. It was a huge risk. That's what happens. It happens in games all the time. We see it. Um, it could have been, he came, well, you know, when we came out for the first 20 minutes, he was actually very good. And it, it could have been that we might have put one of those chances away and then Fred would have calmed down a little bit and then he wouldn't have got sent off. Do you know what I mean? And it is, it, it was very fine margins. I think, um, you know, we've seen that in Fred quite often. He can be a little bit reckless at times. Um, and, you know, it's bound to happen at some point. It's just unfortunate that it was tonight. Um, he, he will have good games going forward and then we'll be able to praise him for those things. So I think, to be honest with you, I, I feel that, um, you know, the, the goal had already gone in before Fred uh, was off. And I, I feel that... Um, I feel that... Um, you know, we've got a lovely PSV. Hello, Tom. Congratulations on your victory. To be honest with you, yeah, the expected goals was one about 1.8 for United and uh, 2.82 for PSG. Hey, Drish, you before, deserve the win. Hopefully, time, you go out next it? week. It's not before time. They've had three goals at it, mate. You know what I mean? For a team that should be way better than us, it took them three games to get the win on it. To be fair, so yeah, and that was always. I mean, your forward line's about 400 million, so you know, I expect yeah. you to win at least one game against the worst United side in seven years. But uh, yeah, carry on, Mark. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, our, our forward line is pretty much free, isn't it? So it says it all. Um, yeah, I, I think, to be honest with you, I think we need to really look at the chances that were missed. I mean, Cavani was incredibly unfortunate. Uh, Pogba actually looked very sharp when he came on and, and I was really pleased to see that and I hope he can continue in that momentum. Um, and that that shot, I mean, if that had gone in, that would have been beautiful, wouldn't it? Um, and then Martial... Um, he's obviously there's just something not right in his head at the minute, is there? Isn't it? And uh, and and he and he should. I mean, they were chances last season. You would have banked on him putting away, really. Um, so it was just uh, rather than looking at the negatives here. Well, obviously it was all negatives, but rather than looking at Fred and and jumping on his back, I want to I want to say that we you know we were good second half. We came out strong, and we should have put two or three of them away, and then we wouldn't have been in any problems. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't that, think you can. Cool. I don't think you can blame the Cavani or Pogba misses because those were like those would have been world class goals. Those were not easy in any way, shape, or form. And and it's just the fact that Pogba hit it so smoothly and Cavani hit the bar that we're looking at it like it's close. But Martial and at the end of the first half, I forgot who. I think maybe it was Maguire who played Bruno in, and Bruno's in on goal and 
gives that little flimsy pass across to Cavani, who wasn't there. I mean, Bruno, you got to shoot that. He, he should have hit it. He should have put his laces through that. Absolutely. Or, or I mean, just what I wanted, I wanted it into the side of the net. Like, I mean, yeah. it was such an easy, it was such a good opportunity, and he didn't even go for it. Yeah, it's mad. I'm gonna read out a few of the comments. Danny, uh, Sario, Martial, please. That one had to be a goal. Yeah, look, we're sitting here right now, aren't we? And that was what? What was the scoreline at the time? Was it was it one one at the time? I believe. Yeah. 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 So it's a different game. If United go two one, they can shut up shop. I mean, I'm going to come to you about Martial, and we're going to talk about Martial a little bit. And I want to couple that with Rashford as well because something's not right with Rashford as well. It looks like it's an injury, but we know he's got a shoulder injury. And every time he does get injured, he plays within himself. I was excited to see this front three today. You looked at it. Cavani deserves his start. We've seen Cavani. He does the things that people don't notice that much. You know, these clever runs. And, you know, I don't think he was as, obviously, uh, noticeably good as he was because he scored two goals in the last minute goal against Southampton. But he did some very clever runs today. Looking at front three, you're like, right, OK, Martial on the left, probably where a lot of fans want to see him right now. You've got to take your opportunity. And you've got Rashford on the right. That's a front three that you think, right, on paper, this can do some damage. Rashford possibly better on the right because he obviously can be a bit more direct. But Martial's confidence seems to be on the floor. And I don't know really what about him. I don't know confidencing. Now he's been shifted out to the left. Whether it's just one of those phases in his his career where he's struggling a little bit. Or even to do with uh Marcus as well, whether it's you know, whether it's a problem with decision making or whether it is an injury because I think he's looked I mean Paul you said obviously in the group chat it's been what, three three weeks he's been saying it we've all been saying it Rashford's decision making is a bit of a problem and they looked really bad tonight yeah Ma Martial um, I think I've said to Paulie before a little bit of sympathy with him because I feel like he's had a stagnated start to the season obviously like everyone else didn't really have a pre-season then he had that three game ban didn't he in the league which I think obviously stagnated this season and he does look like he needs some confidence at the moment he needs a goal because his two finishes I agree with the boys his two chances are the ones that have got to be scored really you can sort of understand um the Cavani one and, and the pub one they're difficult chances and that you like Paulie said they look close because one's at the bar and one's just gone over the bar but uh yeah I mean on Rashford I, I you what you he's so it's so telltelling when you when he's injured, isn't it? Because like you say, it's it's obvious he plays within himself. He's he's not the same player. It's so obvious. But I just a few times today I I've noticed it and I've noticed it in recent matches as well. When he's under pressure, he doesn't seem to know what to do with the ball. Like his answer is just to keep running with it. There was a few times today when players were alongside him pressing him on the ball and. He just he just keeps running and he's running down a blind alley for me. He's not going anywhere. And instead of trying to offload the ball or to even take a shot, just get rid of it. He just he, when he's under pressure, he just tries to keep running as if that's going to get him out of trouble. And and he just gets wrestled off the ball. It's, it's so frustrating. I find that a few times. And I think Cavani was very good today. But the only problem is when you've got someone like Cavani who's making brilliant runs, you, they only become noticeable when intelligent players utilise them. And the issue is Martial and Rashford were not utilising the clever movement of, of Cavani today. And our midfield wasn't utilising it by with their passing as well. So, you know, a lot of people look at for Cavani and think, well, did he do a lot? But actually, like you said, he made a lot of good runs. And But that's the problem with a player who's a good runner off the ball. It only looks good when somebody takes advantage of it on his team. And, and we didn't do that today. Yeah, I'm just going to read out a comment here quickly. Uh, we'll go to you, Kieran. Um, Neil's got a very, very good comment. Martial needs to find form quickly because potentially Rashford's going to be out. Cavani, has he been banned or he's going to get banned? For Obviously, we don't know whatever's going to happen. And you've got Martial next. we obviously still got Greenwood, but this is to find form quickly. Um, because, you know, otherwise we're going to go season. I think scoring goals wasn't necessarily a problem near the end of last season. We're not creating enough chances as well, which is another thing. But confidence is a massive thing in football, isn't it? Especially with forward. But you're not the biggest Martial fan. Now, one of my biggest problems with this Martial FC is that they can't look beyond the, the young kid, 18-year-old that scored the goal against Liverpool. Because that's what he's living off. And I really like Martial. I think he's really talented. I think he can be a good finisher. But I think a lot of fans are living off, still living off that. He's not a kid anymore. I don't think he's consistent enough. I don't think he scores... 
He's had one good season in the last year. I don't think he's scored enough goals. I don't think he's a natural number nine. We've seen a different different side that United look like when they've got Cavani up front. When are we going to start saying, right, Martial, you've got to you've got to give the goods. You, you're a fifty million pound player. You can't be missing chances like that, no matter what form you're in. That's just not good enough. Yeah, look, I've said it a million times. For me, I like him as a player. He's not a striker though, because he doesn't have a striker's instinct, and that's. That's the main thing I look for in a striker because you want that striker making those runs, getting into the position and hitting the target when you have a chance on goal. Like I go back to it and it's you look at some of the strikers we've had at the club and if you look at those, the best ones that have been at the club, they probably scored that chance that Martial had. Even the Cavani chance, look, that was a brilliant opportunity it's fine that he missed that because generally you probably don't score on that, on that occasion. The only other time I think I've seen a goal like that for United is probably the Rooney against Watford. But the problem that I have with Martial is, and we've mentioned this many, many times is he's streaky as a striker because he can go into about four or five games scoring and everyone thinks he's great because he's dribbling past the player and sticking it in the bottom corner. But then the problem is if you have a tough game where you're trying to get back in it and you get one chance in that game, if you don't score, then it doesn't matter if you score in the next two or three because this was the game we needed to win because this game would have allowed us to kind of relax in the last game for the, in the group and possibly be able to rotate even more and not really have to worry too much. At the end of the day, like you said, Marcia he's not a young kid anymore. Yes, he's still like, whatever it is, 24, 25, but you can't use the age to combat inexperience because he's not an inexperienced player. He's been playing at Manchester United since he's been 18 or 19 years old. So I don't know how many times or how much longer we need to be making excuses for him as a striker. If you want to say he's a good left winger, that's fine. I'll agree with you because he's a great dribbler at the ball. He'll go past players and he create he does create opportunities. But the problem is, for me, he's not a striker because he doesn't have those predatory instincts. And I don't know. I know there's a lot of people that always try and put Martial and Rashford up against each other. But I don't get it because realistically, neither one is a striker because they don't play like a striker. And that's and that's the problem. And the reason why you've seen other coaches bring in strikers, we brought in Zlatan, we brought in Lukaku, we've now brought in Cavani. The reason we're doing it is because we don't have a proper striker at the club. I don't care what people say, we don't. There's a reason Ollie wanted Haaland because he wanted a proper striker. You look at the way Cavani plays, even when he doesn't get the ball, he actually opens up more space for Martial and Rashford by making his runs, something we don't have when Martial is playing as a central striker. And look, the problem is there is this kind of, I don't want to say cult, but it's this whole idea that it's Martial FC and you can't criticize your own player because it means that you're not supporting the team but that's not what it is it's stepping back and analyzing how they're playing and right now especially this season i know there's been other people he hasn't been playing well and he hasn't been scoring goals and that's a big issue as one of our three attacking talents it's really unfair to say he's living off the goal against liverpool uh, uh, he he ha- he scored 11 goals in a season where we scored 55 in a season where van gaal was basically like hey guys don't attack don't do anything he scored 11 goals he was fantastic uh, in Mourinho's second season in the first half. And then Mourinho went, you know what? I'm going to sign Alexis Sanchez and banish you to the bench. I mean, that was statistically his best year in terms of goals per 90 and everything. He was fantastic. He's, his conversion rate is fantastic. Or maybe, And that's hard to say right now when he Not missed the chance. Season. Right. Yes, this season he is struggling. And like, we know there's something wrong with his head. Even against RB Leipzig, he looked off. Like he looked like he didn't want to shoot. He looked like he didn't want to get in there. Um, but there's a reason that you move that Solskjaer moved him to the striker position. And that's because his convert, you know, it's hard to say this right now after he missed the chance that I think the XG on it was like 0.49. So that's about as good of a chance as you're going to get. But he outperforms the XG every year. His conversion rate, he gets when he gets in the middle of the in the middle of the box, he's very good. 
Well, Kieran's right. He's not a number nine. He doesn't get to the middle of the box enough. He doesn't have the predatory instinct. I mean, you, it's not just the movement and everything. You saw what Cavani did against Southampton where he was just looking for something and he turns a deflection and a nothing into a half chance that ends up in the back of the net to tie the game. Not having a not being a, a number nine isn't a problem. You don't need to have a number nine necessarily. You know, the United won the Champions League without having a, a number nine. They played with three forwards that interchanged. And that's kind of what Ollie and Ollie was the striker coach that year. That's kind of what he wants to do. I mean, that's what Liverpool have been doing. The issue is Marcial and Rashford aren't consistent enough to do that. And you and Hater, you're asking, when do we say uh is it enough? We've already been saying this is enough because last January, all he was going after uh, Erling Holland, and you know he brought in Igalo because we needed someone to eat minutes, and it just turns out that Igalo can't score, so he doesn't play. Um, so what happened? We we did the same thing this year. We went and we brought in Cavani because it hasn't been good enough, and I don't and, the, and like that's the thing that Karen, I I wouldn't classify Martial as a winger. He's he's this weird player that doesn't really have a position. He operates best as Inside a second forward, forward. Really. and and he operates very well as a second yeah. forward coming off the left. So that works when you have an Alex Tellez who could provide you that with. Um, you just need him to get more consistent. I think that'll come. It's, you know, like Joe said, he's had a very stop-start time this season. He played in September when everybody was, was off. And then he gets suspended for three matches and he's playing in, in the Champions League in the first game when we're playing with a back three and we're basically like, you and Rashford just stay high and we're going to kick you the ball and, and you're going to chase it and we're going to play on the counter. Then he his next game is we're playing a diamond with without Bruno, but with Van de Beek. And, and then the next, you know, and then the next game is the mid, you know, everything was, he's, he's never gotten the chance to um, settle in in a consistent side and get a consistent run of games. That's an excuse, and he's he should be better than that. So, like, it, it's not a complete. It you know, he had he has gotten off to a bad start, but yes, he should be better. But there are understandings to why it is. So, I, I, at the end of the day, I think it's unfair to say he's living off the Liverpool goal. But like, yeah, there's a reason why, you know. United have been have been bringing in guys like Cavani and looking to sign Erling Holland because he's not the the full time answer at number nine. Can I just say, Hayda, quickly? Can I just come in and just say that there's a lot of people here saying, well, you know, Rashford should be number nine, Martial should be number nine. People saying Greenwood deserves a run of games. I was a striker number nine. If you want to play with a proper number nine and play with a number nine, we only have one at the club, Hayda. You know, I'm not being funny. It, it, there's more to being a number nine than just being a good finisher. You know, I mean, everyone well, thinks this is, number sorry, nine this has is a question I wanted to ask you, actually. I might as well yeah. ask it to you now. Guys, if you're new here, please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button as well. Go to YouTube, type in Elite Football Show and smash that subscribe button. You Some great comments tonight. It's been really brilliant. Um, I'm seeing someone saying that Martial's a bad footballer. I don't think he's a bad footballer. That's that's nonsense. He's a talented footballer. He's just, for what Oli wants from his number nine, Joe, he just doesn't do that role. He doesn't play yeah. on the last man. He likes to drift into left, um, left-hand left sort of channel. But you, people are saying here, Joe, they're saying give Greenwood a start. So Jamie's saying it here. He needs to start as a number nine. Uh, for the next few games, and there's a few others. Uh, Salmon said here, Greenwood needs to get a more consistent chance up front because outside Cavani's the only proper nine. It's too early for Greenwood. We've seen with his yeah. hold play, it's non-existent. What we saw against Southampton, that's why he came off at half-time. He's a fantastic finisher, but he's, what, 18, 19 years old? He's got so much of his game to develop. He can't hold the ball up, so no, he can't play number nine. You're right, so the only number nine is Cavani. Now, Cavani's 33. Yeah. So, no, do you not do? I understand why everyone dreams about Greenwood having a run of games at number nine because everyone thinks he can be this number nine and he can lead the, the line for years to come. But he's just not that kind of player yet. Again, if you want a number nine in the truest sense, I don't think Greenwood could do it. Two things. One, he cannot shield the ball well enough. He cannot protect the ball well enough in the attack when the attack's starting. And two, his movement's just not intelligent enough yet to be a proper number nine. As we've said about Alak Cavani, you know what I mean? I mean, them runs that Cavani does, he hasn't just learnt them over the last couple of years, you know. He's an experienced striker who's played in 
multiple great teams and and he's learned how to do that over time these things take time if greenwood may, may well set up against west ham as number nine on paper but you won't get a number nine performance from mason greenwood because he's just not that type of player and if there's ever been a sort of a better example of that being a number nine is more than finishing it's martial because martial is a fantastic finisher actually usually you know that's one of his strong points so if if it, if being a number nine was all about being a great finisher, then Martial would be a great number nine. So I think that I think Martial's the greatest exponent of the argument that actually to be a proper good number nine, you have to be more than just a good finisher. So I just think yes, we might see Greenwood line up more centrally in the next couple of games, but you won't ever get a true number nine performance from Mason Greenwood at the moment because he's just not played enough games. I think for me, I think for me, um, he has had a difficult start to the season, but I think Kieran's right in a lot of ways. He's 25 now. Now I know he's had a bit of a stop-start career to his, you know, to his Man United career, but he he should he sh you're right. He's not he's not a number nine, and there's lots for him to learn. But you'd expected him to, you know, with the coaches and the experience he has had around him to have picked those sorts of things up. You know, Zlatan was yeah. there. Why isn't he? improve then i think the worry for me is yeah i've seen lots of comments as well about cavani being a true number nine and he absolutely is and i think his movement is brilliant what concerns me is that he will give opportunities to rashford and martial but they don't bring out the best in him and give him the opportunities in return do you see what i mean and 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 that's a, it is a worry for me. I think on your note, Joe, that you know if if it was about finishing, I think Mason would get the nod in front of Martial still. Um, I think the problem is as well is um, Martial is very much a confident striker, and I think that Rashford is too. They're very very similar, but I think that actually Rashford is one to pull things out of the bag and win your games or do good things or score your goals. If Rush, with Martial, on the other hand, he's either really bad or really good. There's no in-between and there's no, no magic moments that he does. Now, this isn't me slating Martial. I absolutely love him and I, I would love him to come good. I'd love him to be, you know, our, our inside forward keeping for many years to come. But, um, you know, he's 25. Um, and and I do feel that we should be getting more from him at, and now and 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 I you know he he is fifty million all the add-ons and everything else he is fifty million and and you, you expect more from that I feel um, he needs to someone needs to sit him down and say look come on to them both even Rashford you know his decision making we spoke about earlier Ollie is the best man for that and he should be able to sit him down and say look you need to improve this focus on this don't worry about everyone else focus on this Martial you need to focus on this don't worry about anyone else focus on this and they need to they need to start pulling the fingers out for those those last few bits it's an instinct thing guys isn't it with a number nine you look at Cavani's instinct is to run towards goals. In, it's an instinctive thing. I don't think, well, we know Rashford doesn't. Rashford's not a nine. Greenwood will be a nine. I'm seeing people saying Greenwood's not a nine. No, he is a nine. He just has, he just can't hold the ball up yet because he's got to develop that side of his game. He's going to be the number nine at Man United, whether he's battling with Haaland, if we get Haaland. But Paulie, I know you wanted to talk about. Well, the thing, also, oh, the man. thing is, you can't coach instincts. And how many players in the world right now have those instincts? Yeah, Haaland is one. And you'd probably look over and say Harry Kane's yeah, another Lewandowski, but like the, we could yeah. sit here, we could sit here and Probably. probably name them all in, in less than a minute. Like it's not yeah. a long list. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Paulie, I know you wanted to talk about Green Devils comment here about Martial uh, as top scorer. Yeah, we've got uh, the comments today right now, which are great. Keep them coming. Uh, there's a lot of people trying to just tell, tell you like Martial's a bad footballer. 17 goals to be our leading scorer. Is it poor? Certainly, um, but it's also Zlatan had 17 goals, and that's the most in a, in a Premier League campaign that we've had since Wayne Rooney had, I think, 17 under David Moyes. So, you know, that's the joint most we've had since Robin Van Persie um, was was firing him in, in in Fergie's last season. So as bad as it is, like, he still rose to the challenge and did what we, you know, we signed players like Zlatan and, and Lukaku to do Martial did it. And the comment above that one from Kim 
Federer, Marcel scores when we don't need it. I mean, he scored to put us 2-0 two, two up against City in a game we won 2-1. He scored to put us 1-0 up against Chelsea. He scored to put us 1-0 up against City. Like, like, come on. Let's, let's, not, let's not slag the guy off. Could he be better? Yes. Is he a number nine? No. But, like, let's not make things up about him. Yeah, I, w- I want to talk about um, all of this stuff with Greenwood. Look, like Hayter said, eventually he's going to be one of the, the strikers in the team. He's not going to be playing out on the right wing or left wing because that's not the way his game is. And the problem is to fit Greenwood in, we were forcing him out onto the right wing, which isn't the position he plays. He's never played that position. He's been a striker all throughout the youth academy, every single level, and he's excelled on every single level. The problem is when you come in as a striker, unless you're a physical specimen like Haaland is, you tend to not be brilliant early on at the hold-up play and at kind of being that all-round striker. Haaland's a different animal. When's the last time we saw an 18 or 19-year-old be able to do what he's done. We all talk about Harry Kane and look how long it took him to break into the Spurs team. He was out going on loan to two or three different teams. It takes time. But then we also have to remember is if Greenwood doesn't get to start as a striker, how is he going to learn how to do this stuff? Because if he doesn't start and he's been played on the wing every single time he plays and only gets to play in cup games, then he's not going to get better at it because he needs experience. It's the same thing. So, Yes, I think Joe's completely right. Cavani's the only real striker that we have at the club. And that's a big issue because I know there's one or two comments there that Liverpool won the league with Firmino, but we don't have Mane or Salah to the side. But also, Kieran, it's all about the way that Klopp wants his number nine to play. He wants him to drop. This is a point. Different managers use their number nines in different ways. Kane now under Mourinho is dropping. Kane is playing as a false nine. Yeah, exactly. Mourinho's... This Tottenham team, like the funniest thing is that it looks a lot more like it's modeled. It's like a poor man's 2011 Barcelona team than any yeah. Mourinho team, which is yeah. hilarious. And yeah, but but look at how point. good it is. Yeah, but this is a point. So everyone's saying, oh, number nine does this. But we're talking about what Oli wants his number nine to do, which is to play on the last man, which is why we're saying Martial is in the right fit. Actually, Martial excels dropping deep and picking the ball up. So he probably would excel in offensively. He would in Klopp's side, but defensively and, and uh, but, working hard. But when aspect, when yeah, he sure does he that, what he wants when when he plays Martial in that way is that he wants Martial to he wants it to look exactly like what Mourinho did to us with Kane and Son. He wants Martial to drop and yeah. for the to take the center back, and he wants those two wide players, Rashford and when Greenwood plays their Greenwood, to run into that space, and that's why he plays Greenwood off on the right because in in Ali's system, it's the two wider forwards that are supposed to be getting the better chances. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, but then you you look at when Oli was successful at Molde, and look, he had Haaland there, so this is the reason why I'm saying that that's a striker that he wants, or even that style of striker, because we've, see, we've said it before, he wants the striker coming in behind. The reason for it is it actually creates more space for his other attacking players, and it gives the likes of Bruno, Rashford and Martial, more space to actually attack one-on-one. The problem is when we have somebody else and if we have Martial at that striker position, everybody's coming to get the ball. Nobody's going in behind. So what what's happening is we're not actually penetrating any team and that's a big issue. And but that's, that's also because the wide players just aren't making the runs that they're supposed to make. Yeah, well, so is the striker. The whole point of... Is that, is that a striker- coaching point, guys? Is that a coaching point, Kieran? To a certain extent, if you but if you're the striker and you don't have the instinct to do it and don't make the runs, Oli can tell you that you have to make this run. But if the player doesn't actually make the run, then you can't just blame the manager because it's not like Cavani's just making these runs because of the hell of it. Oli's telling him what to do. He's told him this is what I want you to play like. And while Cavani does it generally, it's not like he wants his whoever plays a striker to play in a different way. They want to play that the same way so that they can be successful. It's not, look, again, it's no shock that he wanted to bring in Haaland because he wants his striker to be able to be a bit more mobile, to get in behind, to press or allows more space for the other players. The problem is none of our other strikers actually do that. And it's a big issue. And 
the problem, and it's like what Polly said earlier, there's not that many strikers in the world that do it and do it well. We, especially when we're talking about the instincts, that's why getting Cavani, even at this age, is a good bit of business. I know everybody freaked out because we didn't get Sancho and suddenly Cavani's our number seven, but that's a good piece of business. But the, pro- the problem is that's short term. We don't actually, we're not actually set up going forward in the long in the long term and that's a big issue and look like a couple of comments have said um Haaland would be the perfect one but look I think he's probably favorite to go to Spain or go to City um over the next couple of years so it's it's a problem that needs to get sorted out you also yeah, have to look yeah. at it like this is one of the things that we learned because remember Martial broke in under Van Gaal and at the end of that season Rashford broke in and Jose comes in after that season and he signs Zlatan and everybody was all up in arms being like, what are we going to do about Rashford and Martial? We got these two bright kids and now they're not going to play. And one of the things that when Ali came, when Ali came in and he gets rid of Sanchez and he gets rid of Lukaku is he turns it over and says, all right, you guys have always been the, the second guy at, at best. Now this is your team. It's your job to lead, to lead the line. And one of the things you're finding out or you're asking a question of last season is, can you do that? And I think last season we found out they're good enough to get you into the Champions League. They're they're probably not good enough to get you the next step. And that's fine because that's part of what you're doing when you jettison everybody and say, hey, this is on you guys now. Is you're asked the question, now you have the answer, and now you have to address that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a comment here. Obviously, everyone's entitled to put in their comments in. There's a there's a few here about British Spain footballers, which I, I'm sorry to say is bordering on racism so that's not what we do here so i'm someone who's bame so i don't appreciate comments like that i'm going to leave i'm going to allow you to comment but if you do it i will have to block you but what i'm bringing one up here a seer saying sell greenwood rashford marshall and pay 50 million for harland i mean that's it's just bad business no well it's just not going to happen and it's just silly wait, like, wait, let's, wait. Not, let's not hold on we can get we can get harland for 50 million yeah it's apparently so but let's I mean, not we can get 50 million for selling those two players you mean more like right there mate yeah, exactly. No, but it's just, it's just, let's not overreact, right? PSG are still the finalists from the Champions League of last season. They're not, they're not bums like Istanbul were. They're obviously a good side. They've got a good manager. You have two fantastic world-class players. They're a very strong side. United, where were we last season? We were sitting in the Europa League. So we beat them away. We lost at home. We could have easily won this game. Okay. So I'm not going to overreact too much about it. What frustrates me is one, some of the form of the players and the inconsistency. And that's what I want to go into now, guys. And guys, talk uh, to at me. At the end of the day, we're still top of the group. Yeah, and still, and still, look, we win against Leipzig. We can go through, and we win against we Leipzig. Draw. We we top the group. If we draw against Leipzig, we go yeah. through. And it, and at the end of the in, day, it's all about going through. It, yeah. It's in our hands, isn't it? Really, we, we, it could be a lot worse. It could be completely out of our hands and relying upon other games. So it's not all doom and gloom, as my granddad would say. It's there were there no mugs. And and, he, and they're absolutely not. They're a, they're a fantastic team. They got to the final, so it's not all doom and gloom. Hey, yeah, not, not to mention what, what that... would have happened if 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 at the start of this group we'd have said, look, it's going to go down to Leipzig away. You need a point. I think we'd have taken that with this group. To be fair, yeah, and, and also, uh, yeah, it's an indictment as well, and also how low we view our club at the moment, where we don't expect exactly. to go and beat Leipzig. So, look, I always said, as long as we get out of the group and we get at least around the sixteen, maybe the last eight, I'd been that success in the Champions League. We haven't been in the Champions League over the last seven years. What, three, four times, if that? So, look, guys, I'm going to move on to also, team selection for the weekend. It's also, our backs are against the wall. And, like, when have we played at our best in the last two years when our backs are against the wall? Yeah, no. Fair enough. And look, guys, I know some of you in the comments are saying, you know, you're over Rashford, Marcian Grew. That's fine. If you If you don't want like the club that's fine i just don't want us to resort to name calling and stuff because you know it's a community and i want everyone to be able to say what they think and it's fine if you don't want rashford and martial at the club that's fine but let's not let's not put labels on things so anyway thank you all for the comments as always guys today and we're going to talk about the starting 11 on the weekend joe i'm going to start with you what do united do because west ham are a side who are informed they can hurt us on the break you don't know what's going on united are consistently inconsistent we Go and play and beat Southampton. We probably could have won tonight. We don't know what's going to happen next week. And selection-wise, it's a difficult one. What does Oli do? Let's start. Let's talk about the midfield. So I'm going to come to you. Then I'm going to come to Mark. What does Oli do in the midfield? Does he now decide right? I need to get Pogba back in, or do I give Van der Beek a chance, or does he go back to uh, 
McFred and uh, look to play a bit more pragmatic to protect that defence, which doesn't need protecting, by the way, because I think Maguire's playing well at the moment and so is Lindelof. Yeah, no, I think he could I think he could set up similar to Salah. I think he could go back to Van der Beek, actually, and drop one of that pivot. Maybe Fred does need a rest now, because, I mean, Fred's obviously had a run of games, hasn't he? Obviously, McTominay um, has had a bit of a break and obviously played tonight, so maybe he could be good to go again. We can, I don't know. It depends how McTominay's come back from his injury sort of thing. I'd be tempted to go Van der Beek again and set up like that. Um it's just going to be how the team hold it up now, though, isn't it? Because, obviously, we know Rashford's injured. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Cavani in terms of, has anything been said about his, is, is he going to have a ban or not? I mean, but then again, Cavani's probably due a rest now anyway because he's probably played 45 minutes more than ideally wanted him to, obviously, last weekend. So, um I'm not sure, but I do think he does. I don't think he needs to play McTominay um, and Fred. I think he can go back to Van der Beek in, into the midfield, probably for Fred, because like I say, I think Fred could do with a bit of a break. Um, he's got Matic there, obviously, who might be good to go again at the weekend. He might go Matic, Van der Beek. I, I don't know, but I think midfield's all right, but it's obviously it's more in those forward positions where we might struggle with selection because we, we could have a situation where... Um, obviously Rashford's not fit now uh, Cavani could be banned or Cavani needs a rest then you're down to Greenwood and Martial both are not in great form at the moment so actually my worries have been more towards the top end of the pitch Yeah, yeah Mark, I... Mark I'm going to ask you a question from Green Devil sorry because uh, look Green Devil Jimmy I absolutely love you mate we always have great banter and I agree with a lot of things you say but this is this is one of those things it's one of those binary comments where like Paul Pogba can't play in the Premier League I mean, he can. And this is the thing. I always argue with people on Twitter about Paul Pogba. Mark, I'm going to bring you in. Paul Pogba plays, it's a problem. Paul Pogba doesn't play, it's a problem. You know, Van der Beek played well last week and everyone's talking about, we don't need Pogba anymore. Like, that's all. It's just it's just so annoying. And United actually are better side with Pogba. I just don't understand why Pogba can't also be given the same flack that other players get. Uh, same slack, sorry, that other players get. Because... He just seems to be the one that everyone targets, whether he's playing or whether he's not. Yeah, I agree with you. And and I think we should look at our team as a whole and see the positives of everybody, depending on the games, who you're going to play. As I said earlier on tonight, I think Pogba actually came on and looked really sharp. I think he needed some time out, two games. I think when it comes to the weekend, Oli's also going to have an eye on, on Leipzig. Um, who were also without Upper Meccano. And tonight, when I watched them, they were very suspect. Yeah, they let in three goals against. I know I appreciate they beat us too, but they look very suspect. So I think that we can still be reasonably confident as a Man United fan that we, you know, we could get a result out of it. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll take that as it comes. But I think um, I, I absolutely agree with Joe. I think um, our probably uh, our problem probably rests with the forwards. Um, I think that against West Ham, who are in form at the moment, I think you you would be okay to um, play just Matic in the in the holding midfielder role. I think Maguire and, and um, Lindelof, as you've said, are actually playing brilliantly at the minute. Um, so I think um, probably what I'd choose is Matic, uh, Bruno and Van der Beek again. And I think Pogba could have a good shout too and he'll certainly feature in the game at some stage. Um, but yeah, I think I think Joe's absolutely spot on that um, it's going to be a real headache for him who he's going to pick for the uh, strikers. I think that's going to be the big thing. Yeah, I'm going to read that. Um, no, Paulie, I want you to answer this, um, the Green Devil. I do agree with you. He takes a lot of touches, and that is a problem to his game, and we've seen him get caught deep. But it's funny because it's a lot of revisionism. He's suddenly the laziest player, the worst player, the most overrated player. United are a better side, statistically, with Paul Pogba. United played their best football since Sir Alex Ferguson left after restart with Paul Pogba playing in that deep position. We've tried so many combinations. We've tried Fred and McTominay, Matic and Van der Beek, Fred and Matic. We've tried the diamond. It's not working because we play one game, we play well, then the next game we play poorly. There's no consistency consistency to the side. Maybe we are missing someone like Paul Pogba. Paulie, yeah. is that fair? Uh, yeah, it is, but it's also this season... You, I, statistically, last season and the year before and the year before, no no brainer. They're a better side with Pogba. This season, though, you can make the argument that they're not. 
And I think and I'm still not 100% sure that Pogba was injured in the last couple of weeks. I think it might have, you know, Ferguson was famous for finding time in the season to sit a player down and just give him a few days off to keep him fresh. And I think Solskjaer might have done that with Pogba and McTominay over the last couple of games for, for different reasons. With Pogba, it's just take him out of the limelight. You know, you played well for France, give you that chance, but also it challenged the team and they had their best non-Pog, like without Pogba performances that they've had in quite some time. And for a week, we were finally not talking about Pogba because with every game, it's always, if they lost without him, then it was, well, this is why they need him. And if they lost with him, it was like, oh, well, let's blame Pogba. So that the fact that you take him out of the limelight now means you can go into this match against PSG and have him on the bench. And the story isn't, we have a 90 million pound player on the bench. It's, well, yeah, the team's playing really well and Pogba's been out. So he's got to earn his way back into the team. And if he starts playing well and he earns his way back in the team, United are going to be winning and everybody's going to want him in the team. If he's not, you know, then it's easy to not play him because the team's playing well without him. I think, though, this is a wonderful problem to have right now. because, Like, Matic is going to walk back into this team against West Ham. He has I mean, to. any it's such a shame he can't play more than two right. games because any game that Matic doesn't play, you could basically write him down for the next one. And right now, it seems like he is a Premier League guy. Uh, maybe if we can get away with playing him only sixty minutes, Ali might start him against against Leipzig and risk it. I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked to see Fred back in the team. It would be a very Ferguson move to to give him that game because he can't play on Tuesday. Um, and you know, somebody else who will have to play on Tuesday now will be will be rested. Um, I, I would think Von de Beek comes back. You're looking at does Pogba or, or Von de Beek come into the team? Well, Von de Beek deserves it on previous. Do you give Bruno a rest? He's yeah, that's well. something too. But like it, you know, Bruno. Someone brought it up in the comments today uh, that Bruno was poor, and this is what I was talking about the other day on the on the happy hour is. I actually thought this was a better from Bruno because in previous games, when Bruno is bad, he brings the entire team down. And today I just thought he was not good. And that was fine. Like he didn't bring the team down with him. If he was good or on his game, United would have won this game easily. He had chances and he didn't bury them, but, but at least him not being on his game didn't bring the rest of the team down, which is, which is good. That's really what he needs to do. He needs to raise his basement. Um, it, it could be a, a time to get him some rest. Um, thing is, if you take Bruno out of the side, even when he plays exactly, badly, right? It, it's just he's the only he scores and assists. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah, like Sunday was a game of two halves with Bruno. He was terrible in the first, like absolutely awful in the first half. And then in the second half, he was back to being Bruno and boom, we score three goals and we win the game. But I, I, I like the fact that we're sitting here and we can debate it because now David Moyes is sitting there and debating. And like, like I said at the top of the show, everyone and their mother knew that we were going to McTominay and Fred today. And Thomas Tuchel had a plan for that because he knew it too. So the fact that we can't tell you what the team is means David Moyes can't tell you what the team is and he can't just focus on one thing. Like, so that spreads out your focus. It spreads out your preparation and it, it gives United a nice little advantage. Yeah, it's a great point. Kieran, I'm going to finish with you now. Uh, Paul Grimm for Bruno, number 10, Mimics asking, also Green Devil. He makes a good point, Hicks. I know your views of Pogba are probably very similar to Green Devil's, aren't they? Mine is what I can't really sit and stand. I've said it many times. It's like, just a, there's just an agenda there, not from you, Green Devil, just from some people. You just see on Twitter and you're like, I, I said today, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing a fit and raring to go Paul Pogba. Oh my God, the replies. He's lazy, he's this, he's that. I mean, he's asking here, you know, I don't think it's Pogba's talent, which we all say a lot of the times, but his effort or maybe how he's coached as in his role, his role in question, to be fair, not really on him. I think without him, we were more balanced. I mean, is that a fair thing to say? Would you agree with that statement? I mean, what are you thinking now? Because last time we spoke about Pogba's after the Everton game, obviously you were like, I don't want to see him anywhere near the side. But as with this United side, we still have issues with midfield. We don't know what our best midfield is. Maybe Oli knows his favourite midfield, which is the McTominay Fred Bruno, but I don't think that's United's best midfield. I think we can also that going forward. So do you think Pogba's now, just because the others aren't playing as well as they should be, he's now forced his way back into reckoning and he should be considered? It, it's a tough one. It's 
I don't think you force yourself being back into a team until your performance warrants you starting a game. Look, against a team like West Ham where you're going to be where they're going to try and break on you because look, that's just the way they play. They'll play, they'll stack the midfield and they'll use Antonio to try and counterattack you. But West Ham, everyone knows how they're going to play against the big teams. They do it all the time, but it's really, really effective. Um, so it depends on where you play Paul Pogba. If you want him playing in one of the more deeper lying roles in midfield, that's where I don't trust Paul Pogba because I don't trust his... I don't know if it's his defensive work rate or his defensive awareness, but he always seems to get on the wrong side or in the wrong position. Um, and he's playing catch-up, and that's where he looks clumsy. Um, that's not to say that he's not one of the best footballers in our team because you look at him as a footballer, and he is. The problem is, does he suit the style that we're playing right now? And I question that. If we had that kind of really excellent defensive midfielder behind him he probably plays most games because look you compare him with most of our other players he should be up on the level of Bruno because that's where his skill level is but the problem is if he, if when you're playing it opens up more holes in midfield that's when there's that's when there's an issue and that's when there's a disconnect there's no coincidence that when we saw Paul Pogba play the best for Man United, he was further up the pitch. When we have Bruno in there, he's not going to be able to play that position as well because only one of them can occupy that space. So look, if you were planning on taking Bruno out, Pogba's a perfect player to play up, up further up. Um, I, like, I agree with you. There's a The problem with United fans right now is there's a divide on all these different players. You look at Martial, you look at Rashford, you look at Pogba. The problem is, and I hate to say it, but there is the kind of racist angle around it that because he has this flashy hairstyle and because he does that, people think that he's not a hard worker. He is. It's just the fact he's not a great defender. And when United have had struggles defensively and you see him kind of running back, like I said, he looks clumsy when he's running when he's already behind defensively compared to some of our other players. And it kind of gives him a bad rap. It's the same. It doesn't help when he's made a couple of bad challenges and given away penalties either, but that doesn't mean that he's not a good player and he shouldn't play against West Ham. I don't know if it, if it works unless, unless Bruno is being rested just because of the way they play. If you want to have Whatever it is, if you want to play Maddich, you could probably play Pogba and Bruno, like we've what like we saw towards the end of last year. But if you see someone like Fred and McTominay, I don't think you see Pogba play. I see I think you see Van de Beek play. Um and that's just that's just how I see it going forward. But look, there's loads of games and you, I guess the other thing the other angle you have to think of is what United want to do with Pogba's contract situation coming up as well, because Solskjaer has been one that if your contract is not sorted, you don't play. And it doesn't matter how good you are. He did the same thing with Ander Herrera when it looked like he wasn't going to stay. Herrera was one of our better players that year and towards the end of the season. Uh, that's a miss. I don't think people are actually uh, they're underestimating how good he was in that deep role, how key he was yeah. to all these systems. But everyone thinks, but, oh, he's just making think about 250 it. grand. But, but think about it. There was still, what, eight weeks left, I think, in the season. And he basically dropped Herrera. Because he knew he when wasn't. he got the job, it was I'm going to be here next year. You're not, so I have to figure out where or who can replace you. Exactly, and if he and it, look, the club will know if there's good signs towards signing Pogba to a long term contract. If there's not, and there's talk that he's going to leave, which look, it's very likely that he probably will. But then you have to think of who does. All he want to play, does he want to play Pogba, who could only be here for the year? Or does he want to play Van de Beek, who's going to be here for five? And that's that's a big difference, and it's going to come in. Look, when you're forcing, you're going to have to change players around. Pogba's going to play, but if he's trying to choose who to play, and it's very close between Van de Beek and Pogba, and if they know, look, there's a chance that Pogba's not here after next year, or if a deal starts happening or something starts happening in January for the summer, it's only it's only natural for a manager to pick the player that he knows is going to be around. So 
I think Pogba's in a tricky situation because he's made a couple of defensive mistakes early on, kind of with United not looking too stable defensively. But now that we do, look, you need to be you need to bring him in at some point because he's a great player and you need to be able to use that asset. And I think for me, it's just I think the game at the weekend probably isn't the right game for him. But look, it depends what Solskjaer wants to do against Leipzig on Tuesday as well. Yeah, so the thing is, Pogba's never going to win because he can play in that next to Matic in that pivot, and he can do a job, but then everybody will be like, well, they're not getting the best out of him. And and there won't, because we know what his best role is. His best role is on the left side of a three, and we saw that when Ali first took over. And why did that work? Because he had Matic and Herrera behind him, and Herrera did all the dirty work, and then you lost Herrera. So you can't play that way. And there's a reason that that first summer, Solskjaer wasn't going after a number 10. He was going after a, a replacement for Herrera. He wanted Sean Longstaff so we could play that way and keep Pogba in that, in that position. So now you can't play that, that four, three, three, you can argue because you don't have the Herrera. You can argue that Fred can do that role. Okay. Fred does that role steps in. So you have Matic, Fred Pogba. Where does Bruno go? Because you're at the point now where Bruno, the team's built around Bruno as it should be. He's been sensational. He's been carrying us. If you play a 4-3-3, you're going to put him out on the wing? Is that where you're going to get the best out of him? So you can't play the 4-3-3 unless Bruno's hurt. So you have to drop Pogba into this deeper role where he may have some of the defensive deficiencies. And he could also on his he could also be very good there, as we saw post-lockdown. You're not going to get the best out of him, though. That's that's just the way it is. But look at when when did he probably play his best game of the season was Leipzig. He played in the diamond. He played on the left side of a three and he was sensational there. And, um, you know, that's, but Bruno didn't play that game. Um, or he, yeah, but you know, Bruno came on well. late. So that's the thing is, is can Pogba do the job? Yes. But it's even when he does the job, then, the, then the story just shifts to, well, they're not getting the best out of him. And it's like, yeah, well, we know, like, that's the thing is you will not get the best out of him in this system. We are not capable anymore of playing the system that will. So we just have to play him in this other situation and say, we're only going to get 80% of Paul Pogba, but 80% of Paul Pogba is better than hundred percent Scott McTominay. <laughs> right. Then, then the other options we have, but that's of course, you know, when Pogba is playing oh, at 80% funny. and not playing at 55 or 60%. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I will say, cause I'm going to come to, we're going to wrap up soon, but I'm going to come to Joe. Another thing I will say is that, when we talk about Paul Pogba, we talk about the diamond against Southampton. The diamond, I'll tell you why, while it worked in parts, it didn't work as well. is because Fred wasn't holding his shape on the right side of the diamond. So that's another thing. We talk about playing the diamond, but we haven't tried Bruno and Pogba. And against Arsenal, McTominay wasn't holding yeah, his shape. It's a problem who's on that right-hand side. So this is a problem. These are so many problems we have in the midfield. We still haven't found our best midfield. And until United do that, we're going to see a victory here, a defeat here. It's going to be like that. It's going to be inconsistent. And... And yeah. that's where Oli has to do this, his job. I know it's difficult for him because, as a lot of the comments say, Neil was saying, you know, that we need a good DM, Joe. And I'm going to give you the final word. But at the end of the day, and that's what Oli needs to do now. He actually needs to find the solution. He, whether you play maybe Twins AB there, I don't know. There's so many other things you can do. But that's what Oli's got to do. He's got to earn his seven and a half million a year. And if he doesn't, we don't know what's going to happen. We've said it a number of times, haven't we? I think the key to us seeing the midfield that we want to all see is a DM, a proper DM, who can do the job of a McTominay and Fred as one player. And if you know what I mean, a hybrid of the two or just someone who could capable of doing that. And a centre-back, and we've talked about it before, haven't we? I think they were the two key positions. That It was strange that in the summer and even now, we're not getting a lot of links and we're not. it doesn't seem to be something that they really look at. We're even saying tonight that... Maguire and Lindelof are doing quite well at the moment. So, again, it seems like it's put on the back burner again now, this talk of a centre-back, isn't it, until the summer? And you just know at some point, though, Maguire and Lindelof will let us down again because they've done it time and time again. But we live in the moment, and at the moment they're doing okay. But I just think for Pogba, though, it's not good enough that other players aren't playing well for him to get in the team. As far as Ollie's concerned, I think that's the issue. The problem is, is... It's not going to be good enough for Pogba to get in the team because McTominay, Fred, Matic, Van der Beek aren't playing well enough. Because I think in Pog in Solskjaer's eyes, those players have probably got more money in the bank than what Pogba's got. If you know what I mean, so he's he, he's not he, he's going to be willing to give them more time, rightly or wrongly. And I think unless Paul Pogba can start 
coming on in these last 20 minutes of games like he did tonight. And I mean, he had that brilliant shot that if it had gone in, I mean, what a goal, such a crucial goal. That could have been the key to him getting more minutes in the future. But I feel he's got to come on at some point in one of these games for a cameo like that. And he's going to have to score a goal or get an, uh, an assist or do something brilliant in order to get that, to get Oli to play him more. Whether you agree with that or not, I don't know. A lot of people say, well, Pogba's, like you've said, played well for us for a long time, before even before Solskjaer comes. So is that fair? But I'm just thinking Oli's mind at the moment. There's other midfielders that he just trusts more, whether you like that or you don't. Yeah, and I'm going to finish with this comment, guys. We've got to wrap up. When do we stop talking about the player zone, start looking at coaching? Every single player has gone abuse this season already. To be fair, though, uh, Green Devil, I will say this, because I think Oli does get a lot of abuse from a large section of the fan base. So I don't think it's just the players that do get the abuses. The problem is on both sides, right? So there's some that will never blame the manager and just blame the players. So that's also toxic. And then there's the other way around, just the manager and not the players at all it's always in the middle i think looking at tonight we did enough to win i don't think setup was necessarily wrong i said this before the game i don't think it was wrong to go with fred mctominay the problem is fred played poorly and fred obviously eventually cost united and ollie didn't make the change so you know i did enough to win i think we've got a win this weekend obviously we've got next week against leipzig it's not going to be an easy game at all to be honest with you um i, I don't know why a lot, some fans are thinking we're going to walk over there and beat them because they're a fantastic side with a fantastic manager, but we play better away from home. So that's the last thing I'll say. Guys, thank you very much for all your comments. They've been wonderful. Some not so, but you know what? This is a, it's a free world. You can say what you want. Just won't put that up on the screen. Um, so have a lovely evening, everyone. Thank you, boys, as usual, for joining me, and we'll see you all next time.